right, well, welcome to episode two of Sports Hostess, the new sports podcast uh, from a fan's perspective. I'm Scott Hale here with Jonathan Shreves. Hello. Hello, world. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Showered and ready. Let's do it. You got all cleaned up for the podcast, huh? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, coming to my her. Um, and uh, smelling nice. Uh, uh so that's more for me than anyone else. But uh, you know, trust Jonathan, me. every every introduction to the podcast that we've done so far, you've introduced yourself and then followed up with comments on your personal appearance. Yes. Well, that's one thing that I think is important to the success for the podcast. Um, I'm just trying to pull my weight, as it were, here, and I think that if I uh, if I if I express the the, uh, if I express my good lookingness, uh, I believe that's the word, to the people at home, um, I think that, that that's important to them. I think they want to know that I look good. Okay. You know? All right. Well, um, Jonathan, we're going to get the podcast started talking about some news that has hit the sports world this week. Um, All right. You know, you wrote a really good blog post the other day, I have to say. Um, and today is my turn to write one, and I haven't written one yet. But I really enjoyed reading yours. Uh, you kicked it off talking about probably the biggest sports news story of the week, and that's Brett Favre's retirement. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, retirement in quotation marks. Uh, right. I tweeted about that as well um, when I found out. Yeah. I said, you know, well, let's just wait until the Vikings have actually played a couple games to see whether right. or not he's going to be on the field for them. Yeah. Um, the thing is this. I mean, people, he said, before he came to play for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, he said in an interview that he would never play again. He <laughs> said that he would never play again. Yep. And yep. he played again. Um, so... I mean, we got these reports. I mean, they're just reports that he's texting teammates. I don't know. I, like, I, I don't buy it. I think it's... Um, I think that it's just uh, Brett Favre playing with us. I think he's a mastermind, personally. Um, I think the guy's way smarter than uh, people give him credit for. And I think that he knows how to... I think he knows how to play the the news game. I think he, you know, that's, that's something he's good at, you know. Uh, and I think that this, if this isn't just a rumor, I think that's what it is. I think it's him, you know, uh, making it interesting for, for everyone. Um, I don't think he's retired. And if he is, I'll be shocked, frankly, because I mean... Me too. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I fully expect him to be on the field. I He's talked about how his ankle is bothering him, and I guess that's his big concern. But, you know, last July, he was like, I'm not going to play. He told the Vikings no. Three weeks later, he's on the field in preseason games for him. So I'm not going to take it too seriously until the game against the Saints to open the season has actually started and Brett Favre is not a part of the team. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, and I, I, hey, I understand uh, trepidation of uh, Minnesota Vikings fans because, frankly, you take Brett Favre off that team, and I think that they're a significantly less talented team. Uh, not because there's not talent on the team, but 
Uh, I think that Brett Favre does a very good job of making those around him a lot better at their own jobs. Uh, and I feel like I feel like he's he he has that uh, sort of intangible that just um, that really makes people perform to the best of their ability. Uh, but uh, you know, and I, I don't know that Tavares Jackson can can produce the same as uh, as Brett could or can. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that you know the running game will suffer definitely because. Even if Tavares, you know, can take over the team, and he may very well be able to, I don't think the defenses are scared of him. And, you know, they're going to see the run coming. They're just going to stop the run and, and make uh, make Tavares prove it to him, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be uh, a pretty, you know, pretty hard for the, for the young quarterback. Okay. Well, we have some other news uh, aside from Brett Favre. I'm sure the world's being inundated with Brett Favre news, so we won't stick too long about that. But you can read Jonathan's blog post about that and collective bargaining agreement and uh, the USC Trojans on our blog, sportosis.wordpress.com. Really good uh, entry you put up there yesterday. Um, Some other things that have been going on. Another thing we tweeted about was... Uh, Hainsworth failed a conditioning test, and then Mike Golick of ESPN Radio uh, took that test after not being in an NFL game for 16 years and passed. Yes. Stud. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> Mike Golick is a stud. Just at... Must be all the Nutrisystem. <laughs> yeah. Nutrisystem, We're thinking the same man. thing. Uh, hey, you know what? I'm not overweight. Um, but he makes me want to eat Nutrisystem. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it comes down to. Nutrisystem uh, keeps you in NFL shape all the time. Right. Even if you've never played, Nutrisystem will make you an NFL athlete. You'll be able to pass the conditioning test for any NFL team if you just eat Nutrisystem. All the time. All the time. Three square meals a day. Yeah, uh, plus snacks. I think they even include snacks, which is a deal. That's just man. Um, thank you, people. At, people at Nutrisystem, <laughs> you've made the world better, and I thank you for that. Thank that's, you. That's so funny. Um, a couple signing notices for NHL fans like myself. Mike Madano apparently is signed with the Red Wings, which isn't really anything huge to talk about. He's kind of a veteran past his prime, but you know, it sounds like he's going over the Red Wings because he thinks he wants another chance at a cup before he retires. Um, Big name. And then, probably more importantly, Shaq has signed with the Celtics. Do you have a thought about this, John? Yeah, I uh, I love it. Because, frankly, I love the Diesel, Shaq Diesel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that... Uh, I think a lot of people don't like him because he talks in third person sometimes. Or... Uh, um, because people think that he, he may not be as committed as some people, as, uh, as other players. But the fact is, is, Shaq has been dominant for a lot of years. For a lot uh, of teams. Yeah, for a lot of teams. It was like his 19th team. Yeah, 19. Um, he has played for, um, I believe, half of the NFL. And, um, yeah, NBA. I don't no, but the thing is, or NFL, NBA, um, I think that 
I think that he'll be a good addition. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about the fit, but anytime you add Shaq, I think it makes you better. Uh, maybe unless you're the Sun and signing Shaq was the worst idea you could you ever had. But uh, I don't know. I think that in that the half court style that the Celtics run, I think that it's yeah. I think that Shaq can uh, can help out. Well, and it sets up a pretty compelling um, rivalry in the East between the Heat and the Celtics because the Celtics were the original, well, not the original, but the the new era of the NBA. They were the big three. And then the Heat, obviously, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and Shaq played with LeBron in Cleveland last year. So, right. You know, and Dwayne Wade. On. Yeah, and he's, he won a title with Dwayne Wade. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And – you know they're both in the East, so it's pretty likely that they'll meet in the playoffs. They'll definitely play during the regular season. All of a sudden, that's like much must-watch NBA. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, yeah, I think that the East is finally uh, after a few years of just being irrelevant. Uh, the East is kind of you know picking up and getting some uh, getting some good teams. So well, yeah, yeah, it's still going to take some time. I mean, sure, the Heat are going to be good. The Celtics have been good. The Magic are good, and the Cleveland is probably done. But, you know, in the West, I believe all eight playoff teams from this past playoff series uh, from the West had more than 50 wins. Is I, th- yeah. I think that's true. And the West is just like you've got your star teams like the Lakers, and then you've got teams that are still incredibly good, and if they were in the East, there's a chance they could make it to the finals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that's kind of the man, the big injustice that of the of the NBA is that I mean, there's nothing anyone can do about it. It's just there are these amazing, you know, great teams out west that just can't get there because frankly, the Celtics are out there, the Suns are out there, the Mavericks are out there, Spurs, you know, um are I mean, they always have good talent, uh, regardless of how they're doing in any given year. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I mean, that's that's kind of the way it is. You know, I mean, uh, it, it's kind of a, a tribute to, to the Western Conference and what they've been able to do, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. But then also you have teams that like, uh, like the Clippers, who don't win anything. So. That's, that's true. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's really anything else that was of really great consequence this week. So why don't we just wrap yeah. up the news there? Um, move into oh, oh. A what? There is there is one. I have to stop you. Okay. Uh, in your tracks, mm-hmm. uh, because I think you're missing maybe the biggest story of the century. Um, What's that? Um, Alex Rodriguez. A Rod himself. Oh, uh, 600 home runs. Yes, he hit it finally. And let's just, you know, take a moment to say, Alex, uh, good job. And that's about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's baseball. I guess he hit the ball really far a lot of times. I know it's not easy, but it's. I don't know. I mean, in the <laughs> yeah. record, like well, 756. Well, 
Yeah. Well, fr- frankly, the problem is, is some a lot of, probably a good majority of those home runs were uh, Juiced, hit right? illegally. Yeah. Yes. Was, uh, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like it doesn't even. It's not even a big deal. Yeah. I I don't even. I mean, uh, it's terrible. Um, it's a good milestone, but it's but when you when you cheat, um, when you take that step into, you know. In, into into that kind of territory where you're just cheating to get by, and someone finds when people find out about it, it just doesn't matter anymore. Six hundred home runs doesn't matter as much as ESPN wants it to be. It just doesn't matter because, frankly, he cheated, yeah. and I mean, some of those only, aren't what, legit. There's less than ten MLB players that have ever hit six hundred, right? Yeah. It's not very many, but I mean, it, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, I'm not a baseball fan, but because of the whole steroids thing, it just made that sport even harder to respect. And right. any records that are set for like this right now or the next 10 to 15 years, you just have to cast out or put a bit, put a star by it. It's not, it's not impressive. It's, you know, it's inflated. Yep. Yep. It's sad. It really is sad, but but that's uh, the steroid area for you. So. <laughs> so is that it? Is there anything else I'm missing? That's it. I just didn't want to do the great injustice oh. of passing that story up because I feel like there would be a public outcry mm-hmm. if we were not at least to touch on that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Oliver, talking about the NFL and the NBA and everything, we miss the seventh or eighth guy ever hitting 600 home runs. Good point. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about something we wanted to do in the last episode, but we just didn't have time, was we wanted to talk about um, some of the big things that have happened this summer. Specifically, I want to talk about LeBron James going over to the Heat. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Um, but Jonathan, why don't you start us off? Is there anything that happened this summer that you want to you wanna just mention? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would like to talk about... Um, the uh, the World Cup a little bit. Um, just uh, I, we touched on it last last um, last podcast, but th- there was just one thing that I wanted to kind of bring back, I guess, to the forefront. Is this? Um, I think that uh, one of the best things that the World Cup did and um, was. Uh, was giving ESPN just crazy access. Like, the ABC, you know, Disney conglomerate owned it, pretty much, as far as the American, like, American press is concerned. And, I like, I thought that was okay, and I thought that was good. Because, frankly, as a person who, who, who loves the, uh, loves soccer, but also um, doesn't, doesn't know a ton about the strategy and that kind of stuff. It helped me a lot uh, to watch it on ESPN because, you know, they they do a very good job of explaining things and that kind of thing. And I, I honestly have a better understanding of soccer because of it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that because we're talking about soccer, which is you think of England and Ireland and, well, maybe not Ireland, but that region of the world being really into soccer. 
Um, right. And bringing it over here, and you, I noticed in between World Cup matches at halftime, they would explain some of the strategy. They'd show videos and say, okay, here's what they were doing, all that kind of stuff. Well, I, uh, as you know, Jonathan, I got to go to Ireland last summer um, right. for a couple of weeks. And I thought it was so funny because they had um, American football on TV at times. I mean, it was the summer. Yeah, it was the summer, but they had American football on, um, like replays of games and stuff. And it was on Sky Sports, a big sports conglomerate in England. And um, what I thought was so intriguing about it was – they would they would show it they would they would show a play or like a series a like a you know possession before maybe they had to punt it or whatever and then it would cut instead of going to commercial like it does here it would go to the broadcast booth and or actually more like a remote studio and there would be guys sitting around explaining why the teams were doing what they were doing um, for instance it was like three minutes left in the second quarter before halftime and. They were like doing the hurry up offense, which just makes perfect sense. But they they had to explain it for all the viewers in England and Ireland who just aren't familiar with American football. And I thought it was so weird, but really kind of funny because the same kind of thing they do for the World Cup for us is just like they stop and say, "Okay, no, the reason they threw the ball on the ground there was to stop the clock because they're out of timeouts, and now they're going to try to throw it to the sideline." And then they cut back to the game, and sure enough, that's what would happen. And they'd kind of come back and explain the strategy, and I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. That is that is really cool. Um, I find it fascinating. I guess maybe it was just uh, my you know ignorance, but I I guess I just figured that uh, American football you know wasn't that popular. No, they like it. They like it a lot. That was one of the things they were telling me when I was in Ireland. I was talking to people. I was like, oh my gosh, we're in Ireland. Tell me some crazy Irish stuff. And they're like, well, it's all normal to us. Tell us about football. You know, like, one thing that they can relate to, because especially in Ireland, they really like rugby and, like, Gaelic games. Like, they like the violence of it. Um, Yeah. And, like, the contact and just the physicality of the game is just something they're really attracted to. But, you know, it just doesn't make sense to them in a lot of ways. I mean, all the padding, for instance, um, just the weird formations and rules that we have. Like, I mean, because they play rugby, there's no pads or anything. Um, yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, you, know, you have to kind of explain to them. And it's, it's, they're like, well, why is a field goal three points, but an extra point's one point, but it's the same thing? You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, right. But the, but just watching the game, they love watching it. It's just something that they can't really get their heads around. I mean, they can. They're capable. But, I mean, it's just not something they're exposed to as much as we are. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. That does, that does uh, make sense. Um, quick thought on rugby. People, ha- people, listen to me. Okay? Fact is, they don't wear pads in rugby. I get it. They're tough men. Don't get me wrong. Tough, tough, tough men. Fact is, they're not hitting as hard. They're just not. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't need yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, you just have to knock someone over. It's not like trying to take them out of the game kind of thing. Yeah, and um, I mean, like, yeah. That's um, just my little... <laughs> yeah, so the World Cup, uh, yeah, the World Cup was great. I enjoyed watching it very much, regardless of who was playing. Um, I love the group games. I, I really like the knockout stage, but I mean, I love the whole thing. I'm really looking forward to the next one, and I'm hoping I can go. It's going to be in Brazil. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, by the way, um, World Cup um, hosting is being decided in December for the 2018 and 2022 World Cup, and the United States has submitted bids for both. Um, Australia is the favorite, 
for the 2022 World Cup, but 2018 we might be able to grab it. So, um, that'd be awesome. It'd be that really cool. Awesome. I mean, uh, going ag- for us is you know they requ- they require at least an 80,000 seat stadium for the World Cup final match to be played in, plus other big stadiums, and we have more big stadiums in America than any other country, so we easily qualify there. Um, going against us is we already hosted the World Cup in 1994, so it wasn't right. that long ago. So I mean, yeah. like, but on the flip side of that, the World Cup in 1994 set records for attendance and um, financial gain that you know for the World Cup. So there's a chance that we could end up being able to host it in 2018, which would be awesome. That would be that would be great. In fact, Jonathan, uh, so great. Uh, Indianapolis is one of the final thirty cities that they've submitted to host at least some of the early games. Yeah, that that would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, that means I could, you know, maybe see a few games. The thing is, is Indianapolis. A lot of people don't know this. Um, I think they may be finding out a little bit just because of the uh, uh, Super Bowl going to Indianapolis. But Indianapolis is a a great uh, conference town. It's a great convention town. Um, big events are handled extremely well in uh, in Indianapolis. So I like Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to get in and around of Indianapolis. It's like it reminds me of Minneapolis almost. It's like a small big city or a yeah. big small town. Um, I like it. It's it's really great. Um, I haven't been to Lucas Oil Stadium. The last game I was at was at the RCA Dome, but. Um, I like it. I've been there a few times. Yeah, it's a big circle. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. Um, yep. So yep. there's the World Cup. Other stuff that happened this summer, aside from LeBron, which we'll get to at the end of this all. Um, but, I mean, uh, Steinbrenner died, I guess. Um, that's news. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, hey, a great owner. Uh Love him or hate him, he's great. Uh, but yeah, um, not not too much vested interest in in the Yankees or Steinbrenner. So I, you know, I was saddened, but not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know him personally. So you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that uh, one thing that I think we could talk about a little bit is is uh, Tiger Woods. Um. But maybe not for the same reasons that we would talk about him before. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about the whole, uh, you know, tiger out on the town tiger. But probably. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but I guess I guess one thing that shocked me is like he's he's done all right, but he's not the same tiger as it seems. He hasn't uh, won anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hank Haney, uh, the swing coach, you know, uh, fired him, you know, uh, but it doesn't seem to be helping. I don't know. Well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Hank Haney resigned, but uh, whatever, you know, like uh-huh. that. That seems to me like a situation that it was kind of a, you know, hey, you should quit kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't know what's wrong with Tiger. Maybe he's just maybe he's distracted. Maybe you know he just hasn't been getting the breaks or whatever it is. But maybe he, he just he hasn't, hasn't been hasn't. getting any. You know, like 
he's divorced now and all these women out there that weren't his wife know that he's kind of a womanizer so maybe he's just you know he's needs some attention maybe and that's he's just it. not he's just lost his focus because he's just you know he's all bottled up there you go Did you say that <laughs> yeah um no i that makes complete sense uh that lack of sexual activity would kill his golf game. Yeah, uh, I mean, you that know. does that does bring up uh, questions about his earlier years, how he got <laughs> done that, uh, especially as a child. But hey, uh, who knows? We don't want to open that can of worms no. at all. Let's, let's, let's leave that can of worms um, on the shelf behind several other cans in a locked basement. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's possible. Let's just admit it's possible. It, it's possible. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Hey, let's talk about LeBron. Sounds uh, good. Let's talk about LeBron um, before moving so into our LeBron main discussion. Team. You He's, go ahead. Uh, he is a uh, basketball player. Yeah. Uh, no, he this year um, I was enthralled, as was most of America, Yeah. with where the big three would go. Um I will say that I called it a long time ago. Um, uh, Scott and I have a mutual friend. His name is Charlie Lehman. He's a good guy. Um, big Bulls fan, though. Uh, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you know that, Scott. Yeah, he's a, he's a homer. Chicago. Yeah, he is, he's a big homer. But he, he, says, uh, he says to me, Jonathan, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the Bulls have Derrick Rose and Kirk Heinrich and... And uh, and all these people, of course, they're going to get LeBron. Um, that's where Jordan played, um, and he kept going on and on about how LeBron was inevitably heading to the Bulls. And I told him, I said, Charlie, listen to me. He's going to Florida. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, would be if uh, if Orlando could afford him. Um, I'm pretty, you know, I was pretty sure that Miami could, um, but I told him, I said, look, he's going to Florida because two reasons. Uh, the first one is a little bit of a dual reason. There's Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard. And, uh, and there's also, you know, eventually, obviously there's uh, Dwayne Wade. And the second one is no state tax. Yeah, that's, you that's know, true. Yeah. I mean. And, and people say, oh, well, he makes a bajillion dollars. What does he care about tax? Well, I'm sorry, but if I make a bajillion dollars and you're taking half of that for taxes, for state taxes, I care. You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's half my money. I mean, obviously, it's probably not that much for state taxes. I mean, it's obviously not that much, but uh, but I'm telling you, I'm sure that was a draw um, along with the fact that both Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade were there. Uh, but... Uh, this is my little shout out to Charlie here's what I want to know like first off I mean it to me it makes total sense I mean like people have been saying oh Jordan would have done that like LeBron he just isn't a fighter if he was any kind of man he'd want to go out there and win it by himself I'm like you know that's what he's been doing for like the last seven years who's who's he played with in Cleveland really you know it has been just him and I think he's just tired of it if it were me in that position and obviously, have totally different mentalities, but this is what I would think. Um, I'd say, yeah, of course, I want to go to Florida. There's other. I mean, of course, I want to go to Miami. Two of my friends, I mean, they played together in the Olympics, are down there. They know they can play well together. They're good. They're young. It's Florida. 
by the way. Right. Like, I mean, you know, the weather's awesome. You know, it's, I'm sorry, Cleveland, but, you know, the Gulf of Mexico is much better than the Lake Erie. Well, it used to be. Ugh, That's beepy. true. Well, they're on the east side, so they're with the Atlantic. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, well, but... No, I, it still is. Uh, and I'm afraid to God that it gets better. I don't mean to make light of a, a terrible situation. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. It's Florida. Well, uh, and here's my other point, though. Here, the, the, my counter argument to the Bulls. And, you know, I, I listened to Charlie and I thought, you know, sure, that, that might be great going to the Bulls. But it seems founded on we're, we're kind of placing LeBron. If, if you think that he should have gone to Chicago, you're kind of you're thinking that, you know, LeBron, like you're kind of placing him into like what you expect him to be. And what that is, is you're saying, oh, go to Chicago. You're number 23. You know, Jordan was number 23. That's where Jordan played. You know, there's a statue of Michael Jordan right outside of United Center. And they have these other great players. And you can be like the second Bulls dynasty, you know. And when you say that, you're kind of just assuming that LeBron's going to be okay with, like, being in this shadow. I mean, people are out there saying, no, he shouldn't go to Miami because now it's like he's not doing his own thing, you know. But I think that going to Miami is more doing his own thing than going to Chicago. And you go to Chicago and you do that, it's basically like saying, this is what Jordan did, I'm going to follow in Jordan's footsteps, you know. It's like putting yourself underneath Michael Jordan. You know, if you go to Miami, sure, Dwayne Wade's there, Chris Bosh is there, and you might not get all the credit for being great. But the fact is, like, you did your own thing. Like, this is unique. And I don't see how you can fault them for that. Right. And, I mean, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Kobe fan. I like Kobe a lot. But the fact is, is Kobe was, like, threatening to leave L.A. if he didn't get help. I mean... This is not, it's not like, uh, it's not like LeBron is saying, you know, I can't do it by myself. I need someone in, you know, to, to help me. And he's the only one. I mean, fact is, there was the big three in, in Boston. Um, let's not forget that Kobe has, he has Pau Gasol, he has Derek Fisher, which people underrate him every year and he still comes through in the clutch. Um, he has amazing players around him. He has great players around him. Uh, Lamar Odom, for his inconsistency, is still a great basketball player. Ron Artest is one of the best defenders uh, ever, even though he's just psychotic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he. You know, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not something. It's not a weakness for LeBron. It's a good business decision. He wants yeah. to win championships, and he's not going to be able to do it with, you know, Verjao or, uh, you know, whatever. It, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, sorry, but um, if Cleveland wanted to keep him, you know, they should have went for broke and said, hey, you know, we'll get rid of most of the roster, bring in two or three other bigger names and uh, and get it done. I mean, they should have been doing that instead of trying to piece, you know, I don't know, teams, you know, a little uh, role players around them. I don't know. Okay, so what do you think, um, we'll wrap this up pretty soon, moving to our main discussion, Um, but what do you think that 
How do you think the Heat are going to do, the three of them put together, especially now knowing that Shaq has gone to the Celtics, the only other major contender in the East other than maybe the Magic? Um, but I think the Magic are probably on the decline by now. Um, who, do, do you think they're going to make it to the title game? Do they not make it? How far do they go? Do they win the whole thing? Like, wh- what, do you, what do you see for this team? I think that uh, – I honestly think that – I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to do very well. Um, I don't know if they win a championship their first year. Um, and that's not because they don't have the talent. And that's not because they're not a good team. I mean, that's obvious. Um, you put me in as the fourth or fifth player with LeBron James. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and we're going to win some games, um, but not because I'm doing anything. You know what I mean? Um, fact of the matter is, is they're great players, and they'll win games. Um, they, um, I think that they'll probably at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I say that I say they have a great chance to go to the finals. I don't think that they win the championship their first year. Um, and there's going to be a lot of naysayers. There's going to be a lot of people who say, well. He couldn't even do it with them, but they're going to win titles. They're going to. Um, i say two or three at least. I think they do it this year. I, I think they'll match up in the finals, and uh, I think they're going to take it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I think, I think, uh, I think you're wrong. I think, I think you're wrong. No, I, no here's, here's, here's the only reason why I think that that may be wrong. Um I think that they get to the finals. I think that they expect to win. And I think that it's possible that a, a more, a more seasoned, uh, LA Laker roster can take it away from them in seven games. Um, I think that's possible. That, that, that's my only thing. I think they'll definitely make it to the finals. If anyone gives them a hard time, it will be the Lakers. But, um, I think this is the Lakers, probably their last stand. But, yeah, I don't know. I just think that LeBron and Dwayne Wade, I mean, they're going to be shooting. Geez, how many free throws are those two guys going to shoot every night? They're both are guys who just crash the basket all the time. You know, yeah. I, it's just, I don't know, it's a recipe for just total success. You almost have to double-team both of them. And the only weak link is really Chris Bosh on defense. Um and that's just because he's a little undersized, you know. But, man, uh, that's going to be a good team. Um, but, hey, we're over half an hour now. We should probably move into the main discussion. Um, and that is uh, we are going to, we've decided, we're going to preview an NFL division, four teams, each podcast until the uh, beginning of the season, get through all of them. And we're going to start today with the AFC West um, so that's going to be our main discussion uh, for the next couple of episodes is going through different NFL divisions, um, pointing out key storylines, um, seeing where how each team did last year, where we think they improved or got worse, um, and then kind of just predicting how we think they're going to end up, uh, who's going to win the division, who needs some work, that kind of thing. So AFC West, Jonathan is the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Um, last year, of course, the Chargers uh, ran away with that division. Um, let's see. They had they went thirteen and three. Um, second place was the Broncos at eight and eight, and that was after I think a six game win streak. And then they finished eight and eight. Um, Oakland went five and eleven miraculously with Bruce Gregkowski of Tampa Bay Buccaneer fame uh, manning the quarterback position. And Kansas City 
yet another disappointing year with four and twelve. Um, so, what do we make of this? Um, well, I think I think we start with uh, start with the bottom. Um, Kansas City. I want to. <laughs> I want to feel like they're on the upswing. Um, I think that. I don't know. I think that they got uh, they got two two big big names um, in in Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell uh, in uh, as their assistant coaches. Um, I think that that's that's a huge addition. I think they're going to add stability. Um, I think you know, and and then that's kind of where it starts. I just don't know how well they're going to do this year. Uh, just run running through their schedule. Uh, First game after the preseason is San Diego, then to Cleveland and San Francisco. Not too bad. Uh, obviously, San Diego is always a pretty decent team. Cleveland's rebuilding. San Francisco's rebuilding. Um, but I say watch out for San Francisco a little bit. But then after uh, the bye, they play the AFC South. Oh, gosh. Uh, they, That's they who they matched at, up with this year? Yeah. At Indianapolis, at Houston. I, okay, I just feel like AFC South is going to beat up. They're going to feast on the AFC West this year. Yeah. Like, that's I, just, I mean, all four of the teams in the AFC South are better than all four of the teams in the AFC West except for San Diego and maybe Denver. Yeah. And yeah. that's just with Jacksonville. Like, I think Tennessee, Houston, and the Colts are better, all three of them, than all four of the AFC West teams with San Diego giving pretty good competition. Yeah. Uh yeah, I just, I yeah, I feel bad for them. I just don't see them getting through the schedule with more than, more than eight wins, at all. Um, I mean, I think they lose to Indianapolis, Houston, um, probably, even Jacksonville. They play Buffalo, which I think they can win. Uh, they play their division, uh, obviously, and then they play uh, Arizona, Seattle. Um, I honestly think that they. They probably, you know, land somewhere in the seven and nine uh, category, Jeez. which is hey, for them it's an upswing, I guess. It's yeah, that's higher than I would put them. Yeah, I just, I just feel like, I just feel like they're gonna lose a lot of games that maybe they could be in. I think that, I think that oh, there'll be know. games that. They're in, that they're just going to lose well, just because they're not as good. I, 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 do, I am seeing here that they are also playing the NFC West, which if they could get any consolation after having to play the AFC South, playing the NFC West is pretty good. Not it's bad. The, the yeah. other cupcake division. Right. Not a uh, young quarterback in Arizona. Seattle is like a completely different team now. Uh, and yeah, St. Louis. Gonna do? Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> They have Steven Jackson, mm-hmm. who, who amazingly enough, has never had a winning season in his career. One of the best running backs in the league, never win, that, that's winning. That's going to be season. so but, frustrating. Yep. Um, no, but I, I think with the Kansas City, I think that that's where they're going to lie. Um, I'm going to put them at, uh, I'm going to put them at six and ten actually um, for the season. Where, where, where would you say they land as far as uh, record? You know, I'm, I was thinking six and ten, five and eleven. Um, I think they're going to be an okay team. The thing is, I can hardly name any players on that team. Um, 
So, I mean, that's yeah. where, I mean, yeah, they have the coaches. I don't think Charlie Weiss is really that great of a coach. Um, Romeo Cornell, I like. I still don't know if he's that great of a coach either. I, I think he's a good guy. I'm probably a better coach than some. But, I mean, they're, they're big names, but I don't know how great of additions they are. I don't know. I'd look for maybe another 4-12 and 12 season out of them. Um, <laughs> just with tough breaks. I, I don't know. They did contend last year, though. I mean, all their games were pretty close, I think, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, maybe as high as six wins. Certainly no higher than that. Um, they do have oh, Castle. So I, he's a decent quarterback. The whole thing with Kansas City is they're just a decent team all around with a decent coaching staff. They don't have any really outstanding names at all. They don't have the kind of grit or just weird, odd, bent charisma that the Raiders have. So, I mean, like, yeah, I just don't know. Um, they're just kind of a bland team all around. And... I'm looking here at the Raiders' schedule. Can we just go ahead right now and say that Sunday, January 2nd, the uh, Week 17 thriller, um, Oakland Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what a game. Uh, that's going to be great. Yep. Oh, End of the boy. season there. Um, yep. We could probably um, get tickets for 10 yeah. bucks. Yeah. They, uh... <laughs> oh, boy. No, I think that... Uh, yeah, kind of transitioning to the to the Raiders. Um, man, I, I I want them to do well just because they used to be good. Um, I don't like Al Davis. I think he's a uh, I don't know many people who do, but I just want them to at least. I, I like parity, and NFL does a good job of it. I hate perennially bad teams, and. Uh, I just wish the Raiders could pick it up. But, again, playing the AFC South, they are playing the NFC uh, West. But, I mean, they're not much better than those teams. Um, they play with the Rams. Um, they host the Rams uh, week two. Yeah. Um, then, they go to, then they go to Arizona. But I see them losing to Tennessee, Houston. I see them losing to the Chargers, San Francisco, Broncos. Uh, at least all those at least once. Um, obviously, they only play the uh, the 49ers once. But uh, yeah, um, I see them losing. They play the Dolphins from the AFC West. It's one of the wild cards, and also the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, um, and that, I'm looking and at that, the, and I'm thinking like because those games get set up because they match how you finish in your division against another division's team that finished in that same spot. Correct. Right. So that and means the Steelers. I did, I forgot this. The Steelers finished third then, right in their in the AFC North. That, wow. I mean, like it seems like every year that like weird system of matching up teams for those extra two games always comes back to like it's like a good idea in theory, but it always comes back to hurt one team. Usually, it looks like yeah. the Raiders are the victims this year because yeah. I mean the Steelers, they're just a good team that had some bad breaks last year, and the Ravens and the Bengals just played really well. And then the poor Raiders are like, "Come on, you know we could have the Browns, you know." Right. Yeah. And I think I think it's a week eleven game, uh, so Ben will be back regardless. Mm-hmm. So um, and he's just they're just a better team with him. Um, yeah. I, I'm looking at their schedule and I'm thinking, man, the Raiders are plucky, um, but they got to five wins last year. I know for a fact one of them was on Thanksgiving Day, I believe, against the Lions, maybe against the Cowboys. Um, maybe they didn't win on Thanksgiving Day. But, I mean, like, they didn't have a really tough schedule last year. They had a good defense. 
and they were doing some kind of unique things, and it seemed like they just kind of surprised teams. But I don't yeah. know if they're going to be able to keep that up. I look for another disappointing season out of them, too, just until they can get all their stuff figured out. Yeah, I think I think they, uh, man, it's hard to put a number on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they win at least uh, at least four, but I think they go four and twelve probably. Um, so I guess that puts me. I guess just, I guess the swing for me is really that uh, that they play the the Miami Dolphins and the Steelers. Um, I think that's where the uh, Chiefs kind of gain two wins, and the Raiders lose two wins, putting them in, in the fourth fourth spot in the league for me at least. Because um, playing the Bills is one thing, playing the Dolphins is another. Yeah. The Dolphins are going to be good, I think. Yeah, they got paired up with two divisions, the AFC East and the AFC North, that have three really strong teams each. So unless you're that fourth spot, you're getting matched up against a really good team. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, your options are the Bills or the Browns or someone tough. Not to make light so, of the Browns or the Bills because, I mean, you know, they're NFL teams, so it's not an easy win, but it's easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at um, Chiefs 6-10, and 10, Raiders maybe 4-12. and 12. I'm looking at the Chiefs maybe like 5-11 and 11 and, the Raven, or, and the Raiders also at like 4-12, and 12, something like that. Like, I think the difference between these te- two teams, honestly, is going to come down to their division games against each other. Um, to right. see who, I think that January 2nd game is going to have significance in that whoever loses gets the fourth spot and whoever wins <laughs> gets the third spot right right yep I think you're uh, I think you're pretty dead on on that one but uh, yep so anyway to the two more <laughs> intriguing teams um, the Broncos and the Chargers let's start with the Broncos um, last year my goodness, they exploded out of the gate. Weren't they like 6-1, and 6-0? and oh? They were like yeah. the last undefeated team. They were 6-0. and oh. And then they lost a couple, then they won another couple, and then they ended just horribly. But, uh, man, they had the game against the Patriots. Just everything seemed to be going really well for them. Josh McDaniels looked like a genius. And now here they are. They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Their defense is as suspect as ever. And what are they doing with Tim Tebow? Um, so... It's kind of where we're at with the Broncos. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, they uh, well, they, they were one of three uh, with the Colts uh, going undefeated, obviously. Um, the longest, then the Saints, and then the Broncos. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels, uh, McDaniel, he. He baffles me. He baffles a lot of people, obviously. But I just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this team. Um, I want to say that they're going to lose a lot of games simply because of his, of who he is and how he does things. But, man, I'm telling you, I, I just don't know if I can count them out because of how they started off the season. They have a new defensive coordinator, which I don't know if it's a good thing. Um... I don't know. Um, just looking through the schedule, I think th- I think that they probably win their first two, lose their next three. Of course, uh, you think they lose to Indianapolis. They, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> they play okay. They play Jacksonville. I think they win that game. Seattle. I think they win that game. I don't think that they beat the Indianapolis Colts. I just don't. Um, I I don't see much of a running game or a passing game in that offense. The defense, like you said, is suspect, and your defense cannot be suspect against the Indianapolis Colts offense that has even improved from last year. Here's what I think, Jonathan. I think that um, they get past Jacksonville and Seattle, and then they come up against the Colts, and at halftime bring out the secret weapon, Tim Tebow, and the Colts just don't know what to do. Um, right. Um, I think they rack up the score. I think they take the Colts by 10 points. Wow. Uh, they bring out Tim Tebow. Well, okay. Now, here's I what they do. They bring out Tim Tebow on defense, and he picks off Peyton Manning. Whoa. And then stiff arms Peyton Manning on the way into the end zone and takes him out of the game. Wow. Yep. Wow, okay. Yep. But, uh, I mean, okay. he doesn't cross the end zone himself. He, like, tips the ball to Brandon Marshall, who's not even on the team anymore. But, like, you know what I'm saying? No. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. I lost you. Back at the interception, but um, no, that's possible, uh, sorta. And I think that uh, no, if if they do bring Tim Tebow out, I would love that. I would love it to death because I want to see what happens. Uh, him playing in the NFL because I heard it so much. Oh, he's just not suited for NFL play. But pundits are just wrong a lot. And yeah, that's why we started this podcast because pundits are just yeah. Uh, and know. hey, the fact is, we know we're going to be wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's I mean, obviously, that's kind of the point behind this podcast is to you know to take the conversation that you have while you're sitting at a you know sitting watching a football game at a buddy's house to take that you know kind of into into to the next level. But yeah, I, pundits are wrong, and I think that. I think that he has a chance to do something, um, either, you know, good old uh, uh, Coach McDaniel is going to either look like a genius or a complete idiot whenever that happens, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I don't see him beating Tennessee or, or Baltimore. Uh, I don't see them, man, I don't see them beating the Jets either. Um, granted, I did make some pretty outrageous comments last podcast. Um, that weren't necessarily true. Um, at the time, I was drinking a little bit of the green Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. I want to apologize for that, first off. Um, but I think they're going to be better, and I think that they beat Denver. Um, I, they win against Oakland. It'll be iffy against San Francisco. Kansas City, I think they beat. I'm not sure if they get past San Diego in either one of their games with them. Um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt against Arizona and uh, St. Louis, but not Houston. Um, so, you know, I think that they probably finish 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. I think they, I think that they improve um, on last year, maybe not in record, but in all-around play. I think they're, I think they'll be more consistent. Yeah, in their play. Well, uh, I like I like Kyle Orton a lot. I think he's a good guy, and I just think he wins games. And like in my gut, I just feel like this is a nine and seven or ten and six team going down through the schedule. I think I agree with you. They beat Jacksonville and Seattle. Um, I want to th- I want to hope that they beat Indianapolis. In reality, it's not going to happen. Um, 
in Tennessee, who knows? You know, they go zero and eight, they finish eight and eight. You know that kind of thing. Like, what's what's up with Tennessee? So, um, I'll say they beat Tennessee. I'll say they lose to Baltimore. Be, uh, beat the Jets. Beat Oakland. Beat San Francisco. Beat wow. Kansas City. I think they split with the Chargers. I think they beat the Rams. I think they beat Kansas City again. Uh, yeah, I think they have potential to be a ten or eleven win team. You know, but uh, okay on the merit of their schedule, you know? Right. So right. I don't know, like anywhere from nine and seven to 11 and five is where I put the, put the Broncos, um, last year. Last, uh, so, I mean, no matter what I'm projecting an improvement as well. Right. Right. Gotcha. That's a pretty, uh, pretty big. Yeah. Uh, it's bold. Big, it's bold. It's bold. Uh, but so were the Broncos, uh, you know, trading up for Tebow, getting rid of every star player on the team except for Elvis Dumerville. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, all right. That, that is bold. All <laughs> right. And I think, uh, speaking of bold, well, let's move on to the Chargers. That yeah. has nothing to do with bold. But, um, last, thing, last team we got, the Chargers here. I'm guessing we we're both going to, based on our other projections, just by the records we've told that the other teams would have, we're picking the Chargers to win the division. Yes. I am. I am taking them to win the division again. Um, I think that they they're going to have some trouble this year. They can't get Vincent Jackson in. Um, I think Sean Merriman is on the decline, so I don't really understand why he's complaining about his uh, his contract stuff. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I like the San Diego Chargers um, in their division. I'm not a huge fan of them, uh, I mean, at all, really, or in their other, uh, you know, uh, out-of-division games. But I think that they take they take the, uh, at least their first, I don't know, six, six games, um, they're 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 at home in, in week seven against uh, the Patriots, and then they host then they host the, uh, the the Titans. And I think if they lose those two games, um, they probably beat the Texans. I think they beat the Broncos. Probably they. I think if they lose to the Colts, then again, who will who won't? Um, <laughs> uh, They'll handle the Raiders at least once. They may lose, but it'll be, I mean, obviously that just can happen. Um, I think that they lose to the Bengals, too. Um, so I guess that's one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Four losses, five losses. 11 and five is a good, I think it's a good, uh, a good record for them. Um, you know, they're one of those teams that baffle me every year. Well, uh, it's the North Turner effect. I mean, we had him out in Washington, D.C. North Turner, I don't care what you say, he's not a good coach. He's just yeah. not. He inherited a good team from Marty Schottenheimer, and he's just a, oh, he's just a bad coach. There's no other way of saying it. And so I'm looking at the schedule, I'm thinking, yeah, they'll start off well. I think they'll beat the Chiefs and the Jaguars and... Um, probably the Seahawks. It's tough to tell. I think they'll lose to the Cardinals. I think they'll beat the Raiders and the, and the Rams. So that's five wins in six weeks. 
Um, I think they lose to the Patriots. I think they lose to the Titans. So that's five wins now in eight weeks. I think they lose to the Texans. Um, and they might they might beat the Texans. I mean, that one's a toss-up. So like five or six wins. I think they come back. They beat the Broncos. They lose to the Colts. Um, I think they beat the Raiders. I think they beat the Chiefs again. That gives them like eight or nine wins, depending on a few of the closer ones. And I think they lose their last three games. I think they lose to the Bengals. I think they lose to the Broncos week 17. I think they lose to the 49ers week 15. Mostly because they're going to get down there near the end of the year. North Turner's going to do something wrong. I think the <laughs> I think the San Francisco 49ers have a strong defense, and I, I just don't think the, the, the Chargers are going to have it in them. I think the Bengals... Who knows? Who knows with the Bengals? But I think that's an interesting matchup, if nothing else. Um, and the Broncos, I think, are just going to – I think if they lose those two games, I think their heart's not in it against the Broncos. You know? Right. So, I mean, yeah. like, I kind of see them losing those last three and having just kind of a disappointing year. Um, they got rid of LT. I don't know how it's going to really affect them, but clearly they don't think it will affect them, but I think it does. Um, I don't know. I just uh, – that team, you know, it's just – I'm thinking ten and six at best, maybe. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that too. Um, and that kills me because I do like the Chargers. I think they were a good team, but I think if the thing with the Chargers is for like the last four years they've been like serious contenders, but I think that's past them now. Um, right. So yeah. I mean, like I, they've, they've, I think the best season they had. They wait, did they go fifteen and one? I know they've gone thirteen and three a few times. Yeah, um, they definitely um, had some good I, years. I'm not sure of that, but I, I do. I mean, they've done no, not some fifteen one. That's some ridiculous. Years. But they've had good years. Yeah, and they've definitely, um, yeah, they've definitely done well. I mean, they've made some some playoff runs. Even uh, they beat the Colts in the playoffs. Um, I mean, then again, that happens a lot. But hey, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. they're a baffling team. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I pick them. Um, I guess I, I take the Broncos in that division. I put the, the Chargers second, maybe hoping for a wild card spot. Um, right. And then the Chiefs and then the Raiders at the bottom, I guess, is my, my rankings for this division. Um, just because, you know, when you get matched up against the New England football Patriots, you just don't recover from that after week seven. So, Right. <laughs> That's what set it off. I have them losing there. I have them losing the next week, and then the recoil just keeps going to losing to the Texans. So, you know, yeah, Patriots. That's what it is. New England football Patriots. The New England football Patriots. You can't stop them. I mean, it's early in the season, so I mean they're going to have all their players, and Wes Welker will have all of his ribs. Right. <laughs> right. Um, we'll talk about them at a later. Oh, that we will. Which, by the way, Jonathan, um, that reminds me, one one of these future podcasts, I want to talk about um, running up the score in sports. We've debated this back and forth a number of times. Yes, we have. Um, and I think that would make for a great podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, we have argued just uh, day and night about this. Um, I believe it was actually one day and a whole night we argued, um, <laughs> without breaks. It was rough, but, uh, yeah, we, we should definitely talk about that. Um, I think it's a, it's a definite, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a hot topic. Yeah. They call it yeah. in the biz. 
So I think that's what uh, I write my blog post about um, is running up the score, that kind of thing. Because you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting point of discussion. Um, but we're at an hour long, so let's move into our last segment. Um, kind of run through this really quick, and then um, wrap up the podcast. How about that? Sounds great. Cool. Okay. Uh, our last uh, last little segment here is called Joker Legit. It's uh uh and this this time uh, this podcast we're gonna do the champions repeating edition of Joker Legit. Uh, in this we'll just go through each of the champions from the top four sports, that being uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball. So uh, not get an acronym. What's that? Which does not get an acronym. Right. It doesn't. I will not. I refuse to give it an acronym today. So, um, moving on. Let's start with, uh, let's start with, we just got to talk about a little bit of football. Let's talk about football. Um, what do you think about the New Orleans Saints repeating joke? Or legit. Oh, Johnny! I think it's a joke. I think it's I think it's the worst joke I've ever heard. I, but I think it's a big joke. Um, I I can't stand the Saints. All right, if we're gonna talk about teams we don't like, for me, <laughs> it's the it's the New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and I guess the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, three teams I just can't stand. The Saints being at the top of the list after watching what they did to my Vikings and to that dear man I hold so close to my heart, Brett Favre. You know, I just, I can't stand the thought of that team winning another championship. Um, you know, all this talk about, oh, they did it for the region and the region needed it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't live down there. I don't know what it's like. I know they went through a rough time with the hurricane and now with the oil spill. And, yeah, it's just tough. But, like, really, do they need another Super Bowl? Yeah, no, you know, they don't. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, someone else's turn. You know, Michael Jordan. You know, with going to the Olympics at one some point, he was finally like, you know what? Let someone else go. You know, the Super Bowl, the Saints. You know, you had your fun. We all knew who you are, so you can quit asking, and you can just, you know, just disappear. Yeah, just go back to the Aints again. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I liked it better when their fans would show up with like bags on their heads. Just like, right four years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. Right, you know, and they had Aaron yeah. Brooks back there, gunslinging like the old school Jay Cutler. Just whoever wants the ball, they're like playing five hundred out there, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I like them a lot better like that. When they come out here and they've got like Jeremy Shockey like spitting on players, and yeah, and just yeah, you know, their defensive linemen are coming in and basically taking crowbars to quarterbacks' and knees. You know, I just. Right. Yeah, I have a hard time watching that, and I don't know. I think I think they, uh, I think the other thing that they're going to run into is they have to play Josh Freeman twice. Oh, and if there's anything that we know about Josh Freeman and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's that he shows up in big games. And, yes, uh, he beat no. Texas twice. Right. Um, you are right. When there's a big game, he does show up to it. Um, I I believe that. Uh, yeah. Every game last year, he was there. He was present and accounted for. So that's good. Uh, that's and the Saints are going to have to deal with that. You know, he's going to be there. Right. He's just going to. He's going to show up. Um, I believe he went to the Super Bowl. So there's another big game he showed up for. You know. Um, um, I actually a funny story. Uh, 
in an intramural basketball league in a big game, Josh Freeman was there. Wow. So, uh, yeah, he shows up. I think he shows up for every big game. He's right, just well, there. Here's my prediction for who I'm, who's going to win the Super Bowl since I, I think it's such a joke that the Saints would repeat. Um, I think if Brett Favre comes back, the Vikings, and if he does not, I think it's the Patriots. Okay. Um, couldn't uh, couldn't agree and then disagree with you more. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think the Saints aren't going to repeat. Um, I think they're a good team. They they do what they do very well. Drew Brees is a good quarterback, but I'm just not. I like. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't like them. Uh, they did beat my Colts, so I think we're both a little bitter right now. Um, that's probably added into a little bit of bias, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're going to repeat. Um, they do have to uh, play the ever-present Josh Freeman twice a year. Um, I think that I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be better this year, and I think it's going to be harder to get out of the NFC with the Cowboys um, and with uh, some other more improved teams. I think that you know if Brett Favre comes back, I think it's going to be harder to get past the Vikings this year. And uh, so yeah, I don't think they make it. Um, but yeah, I think obviously I'm going to put the Colts back in because I think they were. Uh, I think they go back and win it. Just because I think that they're uh, more improved than they were last year. I mean, last year they were they had uh, Pierre Garçon who uh, who had not played extensively at wide receiver, and they had a rookie um, as the third wide receiver. So I think I think I think they'll win it, and I think that the, I think that the Saints make a playoff run, but I don't think that they get anywhere near the uh, Super Bowl. I don't think they even make it to the uh, NFC Championship. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's definitely a joke. Uh, moving on to uh, moving on to baseball, we'll, we'll do uh, a little bit of baseball, and I think that uh, the the New York Yankees um, have a chance here. Um, I'm not sure that they're going to make it, simply because I believe that uh, I believe that there's some other teams which just a little more firepower. Um, I think that the Texans are, or te- excuse me, Texans, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers are, go- are going to be uh, uh, in the in the mix. I think the Reds have a chance. A lot of people don't believe in them, but I, I think they have a chance. Um, I'm just not, you know, like Mariano Rivera is like is great and everything, and he, he shows up, he, he does his job every time he comes in the game. But I'm just not, you know, the the bullpen is okay. And I, I'm I'm not I'm not too sure about it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I th- I think this is a joke also. Okay, um, well I, th- I I think it's a joke also, um, but I don't really have a very strong reason for it. If I had to pick another team, I guess I'd say the Phillies. Um, but if I had to like sit here and think about like who would win the World Series if not the Yankees, I just have to go and think. You know who who's the most um, you have to think beyond beyond just the games because I'm not a huge fan of the games. So I have to think like in other ways. Like who's who's the most on steroids, for instance, or who um, who has the most who has the best karma? Like who tips the best at restaurants? You know things like that. Right. Who does the most community service projects? You know things like that. Um, right. And 
I don't know this about the Phillies, but I do know Philadelphia is a rough city in parts. I know it's a beautiful right. city in other parts, but I know it's a rough city in parts. Um, the fans are just, they'll, they'll eat you alive. Um, and, you know, they, Donovan McNabb's gone. The city's going through a lot. Um, and I just think if there was ever an opportunity for a team to do something for a city, much like the Saints for the Gulf region, um, it's, it's the Philadelphia Phillies for Philadelphia. Um, especially after last year's heartbreak. So that's what I'm going to say. They, um, I'm just going to say them, you know, because they probably have good karma. Right. That's a great reason. Hey, uh, just to add to that, um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's the team with the third highest payroll. Because, I mean, if you have the third highest payroll, then you must have a good team. Oh, wait, no, you don't. You're the Cubs. Hey, so let's move on to uh, move on to the next sport. Uh, let's go on to hockey. What do you? Uh, what's your take on the uh, this uh, hockey? I, I think it's a joke, but um, I, I can definitely see the Blackhawks coming back to the finals. But uh, my heart says the Capitals are going to be there, and I know if if anyone if the Capitals make it to the finals, they are going to win the Stanley Cup, and that's just the way it is. So, really, for them, the rough part is just getting out of the East, getting past Pittsburgh. Apparently, getting past Philadelphia is going to be hard for them, too. Um, you know, you've got other great teams like New Jersey, um, who isn't really all that great um, offensively, but Martin Brodeur is just, like, an amazing goalie. So, just, like, getting past the different challenges in the East and getting to the finals, and I don't think there's anybody in the West that can stop them. I mean, Detroit's good. Um, Chicago is good. Vancouver is good. San Jose is good. Um, but these are all teams that are on the West Coast. They only have to play the Capitals one game every year. So, um, you know, I just don't think they'll know what to expect against Ovechkin. I just think he'll tear them up. Um, Chicago is a good team. Um, and if the Capitals don't make it to the finals, then I think Chicago is a very legitimate chance at repeating, yes. But I think the Capitals will make it there, and I think the Capitals will win it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, for the first time in the uh, Champions edition of Joker Legit, disagree with you. Um, and I'm going to say that this is legit. Um, I think the Chicago Blackhawks are a good young team. Um, I think they got a lot going for them. They're going to have people coming back. Granted, they're not going to be able to keep all, everyone together. Um, but I think that they'll keep enough people together to get there, uh, get there again. Well, and the thing, the thing with hockey that's interesting, it's a lot like basketball, um, the NHL and the NBA, these two sports organizations, you know, champions for those, for these leagues do repeat. I mean, you see in, in the NBA, you see repeats and three-peats pretty often, actually. Like it's just one team's era for a while. In the NFL, right. it's unheard of. Like when the when the Patriots even just went to four Super Bowls this decade, or three Super Bowls, however many they went to. I mean, just even going was crazy. But winning even a couple of them was just like you know, wow, this is a really good team. The Colts winning one against a weak opponent and losing another, you know, because that's the Colts. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> you know, even just showing up twice, you know, that's a really great accomplishment. And we say, wow, the Colts are really good. Um, 
you know, and, and and baseball, you know, you just don't see repeats all that often anymore either. It's like it seems like different teams every year. Like, what? The Dodgers? What's going on? You know, or I don't know, the Dodgers didn't make it. But, you know, like things like that, you know. Like, um, so, and I think it's because with these teams where you have more players on the field at any time, the NFL, you have 11 on a side, baseball, you have 9 on a side, versus the NHL and the NBA where you have 5, um, it's easier to keep your core talent together. Um, and kind of go for those longer runs. And I think if any sport was going to have a legitimate chance of repeating, I think I agree with you, it would be the Blackhawks, um, maybe the Lakers. Um, so we'll get to in a second. Just because there's less players on that you have to keep hold of, you know? Um, there's right. an air free agency. In the NFL, you know, you lose a key left tackle and a running back, or in the Vikings case, you lose Brett Favre. All of a sudden, your team's just out of contention because it's just so hard to keep that nucleus together. There's so many important players that you have to keep, and if you don't have all of them, you can't do it. Um, you know, in the NBA and the NHL, you need a couple really great players and a whole bunch of role players, and that'll fill out your team just fine. You know, right? So, right. The Blackhawks are good. You know, if they they definitely have a chance. I mean, I even said that. I said if the Capitals don't make it, I think the Chicago Blackhawks do repeat. Um, just because you see that more often in the NHL and in the NBA. Right. Hey, I will say this. Um, watch out for a young uh, Russian player. Coming out, coming up in the, uh, the Blackhawk system, uh, it's uh, Igor Makarov, I believe is his name. Um, I was be, watching a little, I was doing a little bit be research Igor. before this, and uh, watching some of the, a little bit of highlights. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, obviously, they let go of uh, their the goalie Antinami uh, this year, so uh, uh, and I think that they signed, they signed a. They signed, um, Turco, no, uh, Turco. Turco, yeah, he's good. He, he, well, he was also from the Stars, like Mike Modano, um, and he's probably a little bit past his prime, but he's got playoff experience. He's good. Um, he's like an aging vet kind of guy. Um, he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, he's he's good. He's a good goalie. I think he's probably an improvement. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all really I gotta gotta say about that. Yeah, uh, moving on to uh, to the NBA and the Lakers. What uh, every, is there gonna be a three piece or? Uh... Uh, this one's so hard. Like I was just saying, in the NBA, it's more than any other league, you see a lot of repeats. Um, I think the the Lakers have set themselves up for for a repeat. They've kept the group together. Um, they've done it twice in eight, two years in a row. Um, I mean, the Celtics have improved, though. I mean, the Celtics had them with the Celtics had them, and the Celtics had a three-game to two lead. Um, and the Lakers came back and fought. So I mean, it's not like an automatic thing for the Lakers. Um, so, but and also with the Heat in the mix, I don't know. Whoever comes out of the East is going to be a really good matchup for the Lakers. And not to mention, I mean, we're assuming the Lakers are going to breeze their way into the finals. But I mean, the other teams in the West are seriously very good. So. I don't know. Uh, if the Lakers have a good shot at it, they're probably one of the top two or three teams in the league um, and have been, and everything's going their way. So I don't know. I guess I'm split. I guess I want the Heat to win. I said earlier in the podcast I thought the Heat would win the title, so I'm going to go with that. I guess I'm going to say joke. Um, I'm going to say it's legit. Hey, uh, I think that uh, I think the Heat get to the finals. I think that Lakers get to the finals. I 
look at the Lakers beat them. Uh, uh, but I think that's going to be the, their last championship for a while. Um, I mean, granted, three in a row, uh, you, you shouldn't expect very much more. But, but yeah, I think that that I think this is le- uh, legit. I mean, they keep keep adding players and they just keep getting better. So, yeah, that's just. I yeah. think they have a real chance to do it. So. Well, and whenever you have Kobe Bryant on your team, I mean, that's a guy who goes and that's that's what he does. I don't know if he has any other hobbies. He just plays basketball all year yeah. round, gets better all the time. He just has a focus and intensity. He's just like, I don't know, I believe in the guy. I think if he's on your team, you know, you've got a good chance. Um, so, I, yeah, it's it's tough. Like I said, I was split. I went with jokes just to back up my statement about the Heat, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, they're both good teams. I just think, I think the Lakers are going to do it again. Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, um, Kobe Bryant's just one of those, like, one of those people that, uh, Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning esque, like, commitment to the game. I mean, uh, you know, like him or hate him, the man's committed. Peyton Manning, uh, the same with Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're just committed to the sport. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, that'll wrap up Joker Legit Champions Edition. Um, so to wrap up the show, uh, I guess just a few housekeeping announcements. Jonathan, if you have anything to add, just jump in. But um, remember, check us out on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash sportosis. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just go into iTunes, search sportosis, and click subscribe. It'll automatically download. Or you can listen to it at our blog, which is ortosis.wordpress.com and on there we are regularly updating with daily um, articles and uh, news kind of things just kind of opinion pieces so um, that's where the main content's going to be check out our blog uh, you can listen to the podcast right on there and you can read what else we're writing and all of our twitter uh, updates are also on the blog and lastly if you have a comment question whatever um, we are willing to respond to any comments or things that you might have to add to the podcast just email us at sportosis.gmail.com or sportosis at gmail.com rather. Um, or hit us up on Facebook and leave a comment there on our fan page. Um, any of those ways, get in touch with us. We want to be connected and we will read what you have to say on the podcast. John, then you have anything else to add before we close it out? I uh, love the Facebook. Love it. That's all I got to say. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. And I guess check back in a few days for the next episode of Sportosis.